0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 17 called The Oracle Concerning Damascus. Isaiah 51
1: Look at verse twelve, Isaiah fifty-one twelve. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Isaiah fifty one twelve. Who are you that you are afraid of man who dies? Why do you trust in, if I could add, Syria? Why do you fear Assyria? And the Son of Man who is made like grass, that you have forgotten the Lord. Isaiah 51:13 your what maker who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth that you fear continually all day long because of the fury of the oppressor as he makes ready to destroy but where is the fury of the oppressor i'm the one that comforts you why do you fear the wrong thing that was israel and it caused them to do some very silly things go ahead, go to Isaiah 54 it's possible to forget God. Do you know that in Abraham Lincoln's th- Thanksgiving proclamation, that's what he said to the nation, we've forgotten God. We've forgotten his blessings. We think that by our own skill and and uh, whatever, intellectual abilities that we've done this. It's a mistake. Isaiah 54, 3, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left and your descendants will possess nations and they will resettle the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will not be put to shame, neither feel humiliated, for you will not be disgraced. But you will for, uh, you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood you will remember no more. For your husband is your maker, whose name is the Lord of hosts and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, who is called the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you like a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit, even like a wife of one's youth when she is rejected, says your God. For a brief moment I forsook you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In an outburst of anger I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting loving kindness I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Now, a couple more, and we'll return to Isaiah Uh, back in Isaiah. I want you to go to the Psalms for a second. Look at Psalm 96. Psalm 96. Now we're talking about the glory of God and what what should we be about? What should we worship? And the worship of the true God is not with man's hands, things made with man's hands, but rather uh, it's not about idols, but it's about the true God. Psalm 96, look at verse one. Sing to the Lord a new song. Psalm 96 verse 1 Sing to the Lord all the earth sing to the Lord bless his name proclaim good tidings of his salvation from day to day tell of his what glory among the nations his wonderful deeds among all the peoples for great is the Lord verse 4 and greatly to be praised he is to be feared above all gods for all the gods of the peoples are idols but the Lord made the heavens splendor and majesty are before him strength and beauty in his sanctuary. And then one more. Go to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Listen, O my peoples, verse one, to my instruction. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. Psalm 78, three, 3 which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us we will not conceal them from their children but tell to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done for he has established a testimony in Jacob he appointed a law in Israel which com- which he commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children that the generation to come might know even the children yet to be born that they may arise and tell them to their children that they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that that did not prepare its heart and whose spirit was not faithful to God. Let's go back to Isaiah. So, so much that God says about the nation about it not forgetting, about it not having the glory fade from it, about it making decisions and keeping with the foundation, about it teaching the next generation and even babies yet to be born that Yahweh is the true God. And so the oracle comes, the heavy message comes, and when the trees are shaken, man's attention turns to his maker and notice what happens in that day, man seven, 17, seven, will have regard for his maker. His eyes will look to the Holy One of Israel, and he will, from a negative side, this is what he will turn away from. He will not have regard for the altars, the works of his hands, nor will he look to that which his fingers have made, even the ashram and incense stands. He will turn away from the false gods. The Thessalonian church, it was said of them, for they themselves reported uh, to us about what kind of reception we had with you and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God. Look at verse verses eight and nine, and notice that the altars of false gods are the work of man's hands. That struck me. Everything behind idolatry is based upon self-reliance. Now, you could say, well, yeah, behind every idol is a demon. There's certainly a spiritual nature to idolatry. But ultimately, when you follow Romans 1 and when you look at what people did, they knew the living God, and then the next moment they were cutting down trees to worship. You have to ask a question. After you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, how could you cut down a tree and then start saying, this is my God? That's ridiculous. It absolutely makes no sense. And that's what God said. The idols are the works of your hands. They're wooden altars. They're, they're these, these uh, ashra poles. They represent these foreign deities that I told you about. And people would do all these strange things in front of them, maybe to justify what they want to do. It gave them an excuse. You could hang your hat on false religion and say, that's why I do what I do. I'm going to church. Oh, really? Right? And it's not the ways of God. In that day, nine, their strong cities will be like forsaken places in the forest or like branches which they abandoned before the sons of Israel. And the land will be a desolation. Notice this. For you have forgotten the God of your salvation and have not remembered the rock of your refuge. Therefore, you plant delightful plants and set them with vine slips of a strange God. Now, some of you are saying, What? Well, we get the first part. The first part is as plain as the nose on our face. God says to his people through Isaiah, You have forgotten me. Is that possible? Is it possible to have spiritual amnesia? Oh, sure. I think it happens to us all the time. Sometimes when we're in a moment of contemplating sin, we can have spiritual amnesia. Sometimes we're in moments of doubt, right? Where are you, God, in this one? I know you've done 2,000 things over here, but today, right? We can co- be contemplating a difficult relationship or a question mark in our hearts. And we say, God, And God might say to you, Have you forgotten? I think that's why He gave us communion, (laughs) right? Do this in remembrance of me. Because He knows we are people that are quick to forget. We can forget, you know, negative things about behavior in the past so quickly, like in a moment of temptation or whatever. We can forget all the ramifications. But God says, Oh, it's more than that. You've forgotten me the God of what? Your salvation, and the rock of your refuge. Now, look, if you forget the God who brings salvation and the rock of your refuge, where else are you going to go? I'll tell you where they went. They, the pagans had this philosophy. They would take a plant that they thought could germinate quickly overnight, and uh, they would plant these seeds, and they tried to make this plant grow. And Uh, upon making this plant grow, they thought that there was some power connected to this. I'm gonna read from uh, one commentator. He says, the gods of Canaan were not personal beings but impersonal forces. As such, they could not be moved by plea. I mentioned that earlier. The only recourse, therefore, was for the worshiper to do something matching what he desired his god to do in the hope of stimulating divine action. The sexual rites of Baal worship were aimed at prompting Baal to perform his function of making land, animals, and humans fertile. This was human initiative seeking to provoke divine response. This was, I'm going to plant this little plant, and I hope that in its quick growth that God will do something in keeping with what he sees here. Maybe they spoke to the plant. Some of you guys talk to your plants. Oh, plant, you're just going to grow so fast today. And today, we have forms of this in the world. People say, you have the ability to speak words of power into the universe. All you have to say is, speak to the cookie. And just before you eat it, say, cookie, you are not going to make me gain one ounce of weight. And then when you eat the cookie, you spoke your words of power into the universe, and the universe owes you now. Or you'd take your wallet out. And you watch some faith teachers. And you just speak to your wallet. I know you don't have any money right now, but just speak to it. Oh, wallet, you're just a big, fat, full, uh, just overflowing wallet. And then you just wait. And inevitably money, I'm sure this has happened to you before, will come. Because we all know money grows on trees. And if you just plant the right, you know, this, this was how they thought the right formula, the right way. Uh, I plant this little plant and then the God will respond. I build this little altar and the God will respond. I speak these words into the universe and the God will respond and books are flying off the shelf. Yeah, it's the secret.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walkin' Truth. Truth. The pagans had this philosophy. They would take a plant
1: that they thought could germinate quickly overnight and uh, they would plant these seeds and they tried to make this plant grow. And uh, upon making this plant grow, they thought that there was some power connected to this. I'm gonna read from uh, one commentator. He says, the gods of Canaan... We're not personal beings, but impersonal forces. As such, they could not be moved by plea. I mentioned that earlier. The only recourse, therefore, was for the worshiper to do something matching what he desired his God to do in the hope of stimulating divine action. The sexual rites of Baal worship were aimed at prompting Baal to perform his function of making land, animals, and humans fertile, This was human initiative seeking to provoke divine response. This was, I'm going to plant this little plant, and I hope that in its quick growth that God will do something in keeping with what he sees here. Maybe they spoke to the plant. Some of you guys talk to your plants. Oh, plant, you're just going to grow so fast today. And today we have forms of this in the world. People say, you have the ability to speak words of power into the universe. All you have to say is, speak to the cookie. And just before you eat it, say, cookie, you are not going to make me gain one ounce of weight. And then when you eat the cookie, you spoke your words of power into the universe, and the universe owes you now. Or you take your wallet out, and you watch some faith teachers, and you just speak to your wallet. I know you don't have any money right now, but just speak to it. Oh, wallet. You're just a big, fat, full, uh, just overflowing wallet. And then you just wait. And inevitably money, I'm sure this has happened to you before, will come. Because we all know money grows on trees. And if you just plant the right, you know, this, this was how they thought. The right formula, the right way. Uh, I plant this little plant and then the God will respond. I build this little altar and the God will respond. I speak these words into the universe and the God will respond. And books are flying off the shelf. yeah. It's the secret. Didn't you know? Just talk to the brownie before you eat it. You'll be good. It's not working for me. I tell you what, unless I sweat and run and don't put as much in my mouth, the scale goes, and the older I get, the more it's going, anybody with me on that one? And all the young people said, what? And all the older people said, amen. Anyway, and here's what you do with your plant. In that day that you plant, you, you plant it carefully and you put a little fence around it. Look at verse 11. And in the morning you bring your seed to blossom, but the harvest will be a heap in a day of sickliness and incurable pain. What? I put my fence around it. I, told, I warned the people. It's a little seedling. It needs to grow. There's a spiritual thing going on here. They stamped on my garden. I carefully prepared everything. I followed the formula to a T. And what am I? Sick. Look at the verse. You have a sickness, here's what you're going to harvest, of incurable pain. Wow. But why? Because instead of this book, you went and bought the other book. Right? Right? You saw it on the TV. It's bound to do what they promised. And God says, So, what you did then is you tried to get a divine reaction from something you did. So, let's see. Who's God? Uh, me or you? So you're, you're planting this plant or building this altar or doing this thing and you want to get me to respond to you so I'll do something to match your action with an equal reaction. Who's God? No, God says your job since I'm your maker is to follow me where I lead you. Amen? See, that's what it means when you call someone Lord. Whatever he says to do, you do. That's why you call him Master. Master. So he says, I lead you. We have this mixed up concept of faith. Faith is not a force and you, know, you create your own reality. Look, faith is trusting in what God has already revealed, standing on his promises even when you don't get it. And yes, exercising faith that he can do what he said he would do and even beyond that. But it's not being foolish and it's not putting yourself in the place of God. Amen? And that's what the pagans did. And that's what Israel did. They said, we kind of like the way they do that. Even Solomon got caught up in it. Oh yeah, I'll build the altar for this wife. I know she's the 675th wife, but you know, hey, gotta live. All she wants is an altar, it's cool. It won't affect me. And so God says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows, he will reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap what? Corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit shall from the Spirit reap. Remember the harvesting image, eternal life. So let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we shall reap if we do not grow weary. So then while we have opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially those who are of the household of faith. And alas, Final verses, the uproar of many peoples, they're getting their armies together who roar, reminiscent of Psalm 2, they roar, you know, at God, like the roaring of the seas and the rumbling of the nations who rush on like the rumbling of mighty waters. The nations rumble, 13, on like the rumbling of many waters, but He will rebuke them, and they will flee far away and be chased. Like chaff in the mountains before the wind, or like the whirling dust before a gale. At evening time, behold, there is terror. Before morning they are no more. Such will be the portion of those who plunder us, and the lot of those who pillage us. God will deal with the Assyrians and anybody else who goes against God's people, but in verse 13, the nations rumble, they get all worked up, you know, and they... They're ready to attack God's people. And God God says, you know what you're like? You're kind of like chaff. I just go up on the top of the hill on a windy day and I throw the wheat up and all the chaff just blows away. The chaff is dead. It won't be collected into God's barn. But if you're the wheat, guess where you're headed? Into the barn of God to be protected and to inherit eternal life. So let the wheat and the tares grow up together. And when the day of harvest comes, what will happen? Well, they'll be differentiated. And the wheat will be gathered into my father's barn, but the chaff will be blown away, and it will end up, it will be actually burned with unquenchable fire. Wow. You know who said that? Jesus. And so, Israel, do you see so many lessons for us? I mean, decisions they made. You know, the Old Testament, it says in the New Testament of the Old that these things were written for what? Our instruction. So sometimes we, many people have been afraid to read the Old Testament. I don't know, the Old Testament, I'm sticking the new. No, the old has a bunch of stuff to offer us. Great lessons about what a nation does when it goes the right way and what it does to go the wrong way. And even how to fix it. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. If they will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. That's not a promise to the United States, but there is a principle there. God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Let's pray.
0: You've been listening to The Oracle Concerning Damascus, part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 17. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth on this station and on your podcast app. And if you'd like to watch recent messages or church services with Pastor Michael and the Living Truth congregation, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Living Truth Christian Fellowship. You can find that channel and learn more about Walk in Truth on our website, walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael.
1: I've been mentioning to you that as we go through these oracles, we are really dealing with nations that interacted with the people of God in Israel. And uh, really, the biblical center of the Old Testament, and really for that matter, the New, is Jerusalem. It, It is really the people of Israel. And of course, that takes on lesser significance as the New Testament unfolds, but it all starts in Jerusalem with the preaching of Peter. You see, God's people. Um, starting with Abraham and then Isaac and then Jacob and his 12 sons lay that foundation. And those of us who are Gentiles have been grafted in. You cannot understand your faith unless you understand both the Old and New Testament. Let me just say, you could understand the gospel, but you're not going to understand the full picture of biblical revelation without understanding the Hebrew scriptures and the Greek New Testament. And that's why as we go through entire books of the Bible here on Walk in Truth, this is the goal. The Holy Spirit laid out these books in this order for a reason. And so this is why we go systematically through the Word of God. And this is the benefit of studying Scripture in context. This is Pastor Michael Lance. You're listening to Walk in Truth. We're walking through the book of Isaiah And excited to be doing so. And next time we're together, we're going to get into oracles or weighty messages to Ethiopia and Egypt. So stay tuned for that. But as you are listening, I just want to ask you a question. Do you know the God of the Bible? Do you have a personal relationship with the Savior who emerged from the line of David, but all the way back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? He came through then- the Lion of David. He's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. This is who he is. He came to save, seek and save the lost. Are you lost? Well, you say, well, what does that mean, Pastor Michael? I'm driving right now. Does that mean driving directions? No, it it means are you lost in, in the sense of your spiritual life? Do you know the God who made you? Do you want to know your Creator? Do you want to experience true freedom, the hope of heaven, the forgiveness of your sins? I don't know why anyone would not, but sometimes, let's face it, it's hard for us to yield. Some of you grew up in the church and you've been far away. Some of you have been trapped in a cult and you've realized it's false. And now you're like, what do I do? Well, what you do is you come to the true Christ And find a good, healthy Bible-teaching church that holds up the essentials of the historic Christian faith, and you'll be off and running. And I know there's some complications there. And you say, well, what do I do if I I have questions? Hey, call us, 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to talk to you. Try to answer your questions. You can also email us at contact at walkintruth.com. We are here for you. Hey, thanks for being there for us. Thanks for praying for us. We're amazed at the incredible listening family we have. The partners that we have are so grateful for you, Walk in Truth partners. And hey, if you want to partner with us, you can go to walkintruth.com and start partnering with the ministry that you believe in. That's why I believe you're listening right now, is that you believe in the content. Thank you so much. We love you. And we'll be dealing with those oracles in Isaiah chapters 18 and 19 on the following days here at Walk in Truth. See you then.
0: And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Isaiah chapter 18 and 19 called Oracles Concerning Ethiopia and Egypt. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.